Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, food fans. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson, and you have stumbled upon the Macaroni Zone, a podcast that feels like being at the ballpark, maybe in the nosebleed seats, and eating some ice cream out of a goddamn miniature helmet. Wow, have you, okay. Have you, have you done that before? Ice cream out of the little helmet thing. Yeah. I'm not a big I save those helmets. dessert at the game. I'm, a, oh, I'm right. a hot dog at the game. When you're at the big game. I don't think I'm, I'm not thinking sweets. I do yeah. like I do like ice cream. I do like sweets, but that's more that's more like the the carnival, the state fair. I'm gonna get the sweets. Seventh thing. inning, they're about to shut down the stands. You've already had a hot dog and some nachos. Do they bring you coffee. You're not <laughs> I also they can't. bring you in my baseball stadium. They bring you a little bit of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I can't compute. at the seventh inning stretch. I can't compute a cold dessert without some coffee. Yeah, I also I you know. I just have such a low standard for desserts, I think, that really? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll eat some fucking shitty ice cream out of your dusty helmet that a prop someone <laughs> touch with their hands. Yeah. Don't serve it to me in a bowl like yeah. a normal person or like some sort of to-go container. Or yeah. Little novel, tiny little helmet. I love it. I'm a big fan of the ice cream in a helmet. Oh, I yeah. do it nah, not every time I go to Adorable. a game. Adorable. But I want it. And I want to, there's a part of me that's still 10 years old that like, I want to collect the helmets. Yeah. The helmet's <laughs> the best part. Having the helmet is the best part for sure. I'd rather eat nachos out of it. A big helmet with nachos? I'd rather eat the the helmet nachos. They don't do that. They don't? I don't think so. Oh, damn. Maybe they do. They're doing wild things. I want a helmet teriyaki bowl. (laughs) What did they put? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Panda Express. Only helmets. Yeah, just helmets. That's the restaurant. Just helmets. (laughs) Helmets only? That would be so funny if there was like, (laughs) that is such a Sam the Cooking Guy kind of like idea yeah. Of like, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what it is. It's poke. It's poke. poke. It's poke out of a helmet, and it's like hitters, po- hitters to- poke for or sure. Yeah, yeah, a batter's eye poke bowls. <laughs> Tell us your favorite team, and <laughs> we'll overcharge you. <laughs> Listen, we all know it's so much fun to get the to get the the food in the helmet at the baseball stadium. But what about when you want helmet food and you're at home? That's why I created... This is Stan Lee, creator of Spider-Man and the Incredible okay. Hulk. Okay. That's why I created hitters <laughs> helmet bowl items. <laughs> Buy the microwavable from the freezer section or come to one of my brick and mortars in airports around this great country. Just a, It's only airports. Mongolian beef, teriyaki, and white rice. Chicken tenders and ranch. What are some of these other? Garth Brooks tortellini breakfast bowl. That's that's for the people who plant listened based, to our last episode. Plant based. Yeah, I mean bowls are hot. Yeah, bowls, bowls are, are hot. Bowls are hot. People want bowl. They want grain bowls. Yeah, people want a grain bowl. But you know the helmet. Here, put it in a helmet. Would it kill you? Just one restaurant be like, we serve this in a helmet. <laughs> I I mean I keep saying, you know, if you really want to go authentic. You know, somebody should go really authentic, uh, American, just American, like white people sort of leaning into their culture, sort of like a restaurant that's only casseroles, <laughs> a restaurant that's only baseball helmets. Someone should do it. Somebody should do it. 
What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. Uh, somebody eats the bowl. You lose your wife. You lose your wife. She was your partner in the in the business endeavor. I proposed to her at the bowl restaurant with the helmets, and she said no. Put the ring in the bowl. <laughs> Big mistake. The ring was the helmet. I gave her the helmet and asked her to put it on and wear it all the time to be my fiance. <laughs> We're not going to do it right now, but I guarantee you if you Googled it, they're putting other things besides ice cream and, hel- and helmets at baseball games. They, Nachos they started for sure. To. Now those Nachos pro- for sure. Probably. I'm very certain that the Dodgers do like a carnitas nachos in a big helmet. Do they really? In a plastic helmet bowl, I swear. But a bigger helmet. I think it's bigger. Not the min- It wouldn't be the miniature one. I think it's bigger. Yeah. Why am I acting like that's like a... No way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There must be... <laughs> it's only ice. We only know it's... We all know it's only ice It's nothing sacred. Yeah, uh, well, the point of that was I'm a piece of shit, and, uh, you know, you put some crappy ice cream in a helmet, I'll eat it every goddamn time. James, a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, food opinions that might get you killed. This was on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Things that, um, you know, you find yourself in a corner Mm -hmm. saying alone, uh, and no one agrees with you. We didn't say what ours were. Mm -hmm. What is yours? Do you have any? What what is your food opinion? I think I am going to, um, I don't think I'm going to have so many swords at my throat for this, but I think they should throw a couple fortune cookies in the bag, no matter if you are ordering from an Italian <laughs> restaurant, a sandwich shop. Well, it fortune cookies are not, they're not any culture, right? It's American. They're not like, is it's, it? It's, it's not, it's, it's not, well, it's, it's at least American Chinese. It's, yeah. it's not traditional anything. I don't think, right. you know, I yeah. think it's purely an a Chinese American invention. Okay. Um, so, yeah. American ingenuity. Why not? Why not? Why not pop them into? They're, they're, uh, they're American as hell. When you go to you Subway, get a couple with your chicken parm. Couple of fortune cookies, in the bottom of the bag. Fortune cookie. Here's the thing. Subway, they continue to do everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. And people it's keep going place. there. They could start putting fortune cookies. They can start putting a little piece of paper in their sandwich mm-hmm. and be like, hey, some of you are going to choke on this, but the ones that don't are going to be pretty pleasantly surprised with your fortune. Mm-hmm. And I, it wouldn't cause less people to go there. They yeah. would somehow weather that storm. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing Subway could do uh. to <laughs> screw up their image anymore. I mean, you're just, you know, they're never going to die. They're fucking cockroaches. Yeah. Um, but that's, um, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's an idea. Uh-huh. I had a friend say once, I think he tweeted this, something like, uh, they should put a fortune inside of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and I was like, and he meant it. And I was like, okay, so you haven't thought this through. So you want them to bake a piece of paper yeah. Yeah. into the pop And then what happens? It's covered in goo. Yeah. Part of the fortune cookie is dry. You open yeah. it, you pull a piece of paper out. Yeah, there's air. Imagine breaking open up no a pop tart, and <laughs> I don't know what this guy. And there's is there's goo. All as my friend Aaron Brooks, one of the dumbest things I've, I think I've probably heard. Wouldn't make much sense. Mm. Uh, fortune cookies with everything. Okay, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, I like it. You know what I saw one time in a fortune cookie? What? It had to be a misprint or something. You know how it's like a fortune and there's numbers. Yeah. I got a fortune and it only said three words on it that were like harrowing. It said something like, He's behind you. Event is near or something. And there was no lucky number. It was like just only something harrowing. I was like 19 when I saw this. (laughs) And it said something like, It was like, Event is near or. I was like, What does that mean? And everybody was like freaked out. We used to get high and go to Chinese restaurants all that. What a scary thing. A, a slender man will visit you in the night. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. They're not supposed to be vaguely threatening. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do they know about slender man? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if they were like astrology, horoscopes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. could be good. Okay. I get into that. I get into that sometimes. What's your... Uh, I'm what's, cancer. What's your ridiculous uh, food opinion? I'm oh. cancer, too. We, oh, you're cancer? We're both cancers. That's why the show works. But We talked about... <laughs> we're just two crabs fighting it out on a starry beach. My food opinions... I'll give you two. And again, I don't think this is necessarily a swords at my throat situation. Uh, tomatoes 
I don't want them in a salad. I don't think they're any good in a salad. No tomatoes in a salad? Yeah, and I'll give you my reasoning. Not even a little cherry tomato? No. Those are, those, are, those are consistently the worst. <laughs> Let me tell you why. And I'll start with this. Most tomatoes are bad. Okay. Most tomatoes are bad. Okay. They have a... Even seasoned? What? Even seasoned, but that doesn't mean they're in season. And they should be in season. Okay. Tomatoes should be in season, if okay. you're, I, I think. They're only good if they're like, you know, ripe. And yeah. they have great flavor. You know when you're eating a salad yeah. and you get a bad cherry tomato? Uh, yeah. Fuck that. Okay. I hate that. And that happens so often. Yeah. If a tomato's not, if it, and it's like, I don't want to see it in a Cobb salad. I don't want to, it's, it's like a separate thing I'm eating. It doesn't go with everything else. And, Interesting. And it's normally, I'll say this, they're normally bad. Most tomatoes <laughs> Are fucking bad. You weren't invited. No. <laughs> and I know that just sounds like, well, you don't like tomatoes. No. Yeah. I love tomatoes. If tomatoes are very good, yeah. then I don't even want them in the salad. I want them separately. I want like a caprese. I want at Hippo yeah. in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. In the summer, they'll do like a summer tomato salad. Mm-hmm. They'll just take really good like heirloom tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They toss it with like either like a vinaigrette or balsamic vinegar, maybe some like red onion or something, some herbs. Yeah. And it's all about the tomato. Yeah. And if the tomatoes are good, then I kind of only want the tomato. Interesting. And I don't want to see them in a fucking salad. My mom used to, one of her go-to dishes to make for herself was, she would like, either like, you know, read the newspaper or like watch her stories or something. Like toast, a little bit of mayo, tomato, salt. That's it. Yeah. Most of the time, not even cheese. Just a little tomato yeah. open, like two, not even like as a sandwich, just like you're, little, yeah, little you're halfway, open faces. You're halfway to a grilled cheese there. Basically. Yeah. 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 But just like little tomato sandwiches, but just like toma- fresh Tomatoes from the garden and salt. Oh, hell yeah. Delicious. That's something I kind of grew into. I, I used to think as a kid I didn't like tomatoes. And I was Same. just like, no, the problem is tomatoes. When I discovered, well, the salt thing is a huge help. When I discovered seasoning tomatoes yeah. with salt and pepper, it really changed it up for me. 100%. Yeah. Take a step further, a little vinegar. I do some home a lot. If I have tomatoes, if I have onion, yeah. chop those things. I'll, I'll just have like a nice tomato salad with like a, a, like a little bit of balsamic or... White well, vinegar. Let me ask this. Is, 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 is this is all tomatoes? All tomatoes. There's no species or varietal of tomato that you're like, okay. No, no. I, I'm saying most tomatoes that not like a lot of restaurants and definitely people selling you salads at like mm-hmm. a grocery store or something mm-hmm, are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they tend to be bad. Yeah. They're just. Or they're not in season, so they don't they don't have great flavor because they're out of season. Oh yeah, you know, in California, there's a lot. I mean, there's less of that. There's like two growing seasons. Well, it's here. a hot environment, right? And, but yeah. if you're in like say Pennsylvania, growing up, yeah, they're pretty much good for a couple months yeah. in the summer, yeah, and then people are still serving you tomatoes in your salad in December, and you're like, they don't fucking belong here. Work. And oftentimes they're like a little withered. I like. All tomatoes. We should treat tomatoes sure. like strawberries is what you're saying. Uh, yep, that's what it is. Yeah, a little bit like a fruit. Tomatoes which are strawberries. they are a fruit, James. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they are. Uh, I love... It's a good point. I love treat an, like strawberries. I love an heirloom tomato. I buy the heirloom yeah. tomatoes. I buy the green and red ugly guys. Those, yep. for some reason, have the best texture, hold up the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Meaty. Meaty. They're, they're really, I want to say fleshy. Kind of, there's like a good, there's a good, yeah. more than like a Roma or something. Yeah, no, they don't, well, like Ro- cherry tomatoes and Romas and all these beef steak, they all just feel like they liquefy immediately. <laughs> yeah. And like what I love about those, uh, they you, you can really slice them and you can eat them as a sliced yeah. item, you know? That's, That's what I like about those heirlooms. I'll say my other one is, uh, I think gas station eggs are good. Gas station eggs? I eat, I eat gas station eggs. <laughs> I, I either get an, I'll, I'll get if I need to eat something, egg salad, egg salad at the gas station. Yeah. Because I'm like, how could you possibly fuck this up? And I've also been on many road trips where I'm like, I don't want to eat like shit for the trip. Uh-huh. So I get some like peanuts, water, and then those hard boiled eggs that you see in a plastic yeah. container. And then people say, oh, that, people say that's fucking gross. Yeah. I'm like, why? How is this egg any different than the one you're hard boiling? Yeah. There's a little more juice in there. I'm not saying Go slurp it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw it on a sandwich. You know, it's just something you deal with. You probably need a napkin. But like a hard-boiled egg from a gas station, I think, in my opinion, is a safer bet than anything else. Yeah. 
you'll get there. It's not bad for you. It's um, it's it's. But a people safe find bet. that they're like eggs at a gas station, repulsive. I'm like, man, it's like not. It's like really hard to fuck up. Yeah. And it's hard yeah. boiled. It, you've removed the part where the egg was suspect. A cooking I mean? process you can pretty much forget about. Yeah. You know, oh, I left those eggs in there for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. they're still cooked all the way? Good. Yeah. <laughs> th- it's the same yeah. mediocre thing no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what it is. It's a hard-boiled egg. Danny, I think I think we need to... Uh, I have lots of ideas for this show, but I think we need to do a tour of egg sandwiches and specifically not breakfast egg sandwiches because I want to do lunch egg sandwiches. You brought I up love. you brought up the hard boiled yeah and putting it I, there are some really good I'm getting really into like sliced hard boiled egg in things that are not breakfast. I love cob salads. I love oh, hard boiled egg sandwiches and stuff. I yeah. want there's there's a couple ramen ones that I want to try. Or, uh, there's a lot of like a, you know ramen pho. I know you find egg, like a hard boiled yeah. egg in a, in a lot of those things. Oh yeah, I uh, love I love uh, the the soy egg, the soy marinated eggs that you get at like Thai oh, delis. No. You haven't had that? Uh-uh. Oh man, a sweet soy Ooh. marinated egg. Um, there's lots of different eggs we should try. Pickled eggs. I I tell you that is an underrated pickled eggs. Pickled eggs, underrated condiment on a on a salad. I think like condiment, like component. I love mm-hmm. hard boiled egg in a salad. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, that's 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 one of my go to things. In a Trisha salad. Yearwood comes by and says, "That's a nice compilation, Danny." <sighs> And I say, it's a salad. <laughs> it's a salad. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be a compilation. Salad's cooking. Anyway, those are mine. Uh, I don't I don't think it's gross at all. Uh, put some hard-boiled eggs in a fucking helmet. I'll eat it. I'm a, I'm a maniac. James, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, the part of the show where we, we review some fake food that will most likely kill you, and then uh, real food from a restaurant or a grocery store or a pop-up or something, something that's uh, yummy, more on the real side of things and not processed and yeah. disgusting. Okay. Fake food that we're trying today. Fake food first. James, flavor, blasted, cheesy, pizza, goldfish. Jesus, pizza flavored anything is like, what are we doing it's a, here? It, it's a little- Why are we doing this? It's a bit of a death sentence. It's just like for 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 the not for you, but for the item, like a pizza flavored. I guess there's pizza flavored Doritos that are. Are there? I don't Doritos? know. Doritos. I guess. I guess I just think Doritos taste like pizza, and that's not true. Don't match. You know, Julia Child would serve goldfish with her. That's like her little wine and cheese thing. You know, goldfish. Have goldfish on the table. Yeah. Well, Julia Child to me just says like. 50s like right 50s and 60s when, when some of that stuff is legitimate though like if i had a bar mm-hmm. goldfish goldfish not peanuts i mean maybe pretzels but to me like a, I, like like an excellent bar snack is goldfish now i wouldn't do pizza flavored i would class them up somehow i would put them in a mix of stuff pretzels fried chickpeas <clears throat> a couple other things right this is in your chopped basket i'm thinking blend them up you know this, i'm gonna use them as a breadcrumb that's exactly what you do. Immediately <laughs> grab the food processor <laughs> as soon as you see these goldfish. I see the pizza goldfish. Yeah. I grab the food processor. Yeah. They are going to be the breading on my chicken cutlet. Right. This is my pizza pork katsu. Right. Right. Late night meal. That was pretty good off the top of your head. <laughs> Honest to God, something those goofy assholes would do. <laughs> um, I like goldfish. Mm-hmm. They're light and airy. Mm-hmm. They're not too cheesy. Mm-hmm. I could blow through that whole bag. They're you know? pretty good. I'm. It's not my favorite cheese cracker. <clears throat> no. I don't know that pizza flavored goldfish do anything for the goldfish. What is the? What is that spice mix? That's what says pizza? What is it supposed to be? I don't think flavoring for goldfish at all is a good idea. Maybe like a white cheddar I can understand. Yeah. But pretty much goldfish have one flavor and that's it. What's you, it you don't need to. Taste to like? It doesn't need to be Korean barbecue goldfish. Here's what I'm seeing. What Dehydrated tomatoes, spices. Okay, so right. just spices. <clears throat> Celery, garlic powder, definitely garlic powder, Parmesan and Romano cheeses somehow, onion powder, and then paprika. Yeah, I. it just does just register to me as like... It's almost like they're on their way to making a Bloody Mary. Tomato, <sighs> celery, know, right? celery salt. Bloody Mary goldfish. I wonder if anybody would buy it. 
Are there like Probably. is is there a bloody there's got to be a bloody mary lays because you know how lays is doing every possible flavor yeah there's got to be a bloody mary lays it'd be good yeah. I think it'd be good I think if you I mean if you take the alcohol component out of it it is tomato and, and I think of celery salt a lot and, yeah. I, and I fucking love celery salt tomato celery and maybe some maybe a dried shrimp. Dried yeah. shrimp dust or something, oh, right? Yeah. Don't you see Ooh, that shit, kind of in? Because you see a lot of shrimp chips. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bloody Mary shrimp shrimp chip. Uh, for some reason, when I'm imagining a Bloody Mary, there's also a huge like cocktail prawn. Oh, yeah. You well, know what all I the mean? prawn, yeah, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. You <laughs> see some of those Bloody Marys where it's like... They just add a bunch of shit what on is skewers. This they put a cheeseburger on it. Like, that was <laughs> cheeseburger, five slices of bacon. Now we're talking about a, a literal chopped ingredient. They, I think I've seen a ridiculous Bloody Mary as, as a, a chopped, chopped, ing- as they, a chopped ingredient. What do they do in that scenario? You dump out the liquid and you start making a sauce. That's That's the first thing I think of. I'm gonna yeah. use the Bloody Mary liquid in the in the sauce. I'm gonna take the onion rings off. <laughs> They're gonna be the breading for my pork cutlet. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I started Whatever. watching Chopped Sweets, and uh, it's pretty good. We need to watch uh, 420 Chopped, which just came out. Oh yeah, there is a hosted 420 Chopped hosted by Ron Funches. I wanted to give that a spin. Perfect host for that. Although one. cannabis. Uh, food television I find to be pretty boring. There's no way to really experience the cannabis aspect of a food yeah. cooking competition. By I want to television. Hide. I don't want to see other people. Hide. I don't want to see other people. Hide. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun to watch people be drunk. To it watch is, people but be that's so different. It's so different. See, they should make a show. Well, no. What? Booze isn't. I don't know, maybe just a cooking show where everyone's fucking loaded. <laughs> maybe that's it because like watching people be like how many weed puns yeah. are, are they going to be yeah people saying i'm so high right now you know there's i know and it's... i don't know if the show's like that but i'm like it doesn't really offer anything it's not entertaining but yeah if everybody was fucking rip shit drunk the judges the <laughs> yeah. contestants the i think host. you're i think you're describing beat bobby flay <laughs> i think you're just describing how they make you those think programs. bobby's drunk I think the other people for sure are. That's interesting. When Jeffrey Zakarian is not cooking and he's just judging something like the Bobby Flay, I think he, I think he shows. I think he rolls up with like some with some crazy ouzo or something like that. I don't even know what his neck looks like. He's always he's always wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> he's got an ascot on. I've seen him. Is that what it's called? He's, yeah, he'll wear an ascot. He's What's just, an ascot? What, what is a, what is he's that? A fancy gentleman ascot. That's like what Don Nods wore in Three's Company. It's like a. It's not a turtleneck. No, no, an ascot, a little... an ascot is like a kerchief. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an alternative to a, You know a more tie. about fashion than I do. I wear I, suppose. I wear shirts from comedy clubs and butcher shops. And Whataburger. And Whataburger, wearing baby. a Whataburger shirt. I am. This thing has oil. Oh, yeah, it. I know a lot about fashion. That's why I'm wearing a, a Super Mario uh, shirt under my uh, gray pullover. <laughs> I wear the same thing every day, man. Uh, these are fine. Go, eh. go flavor blasted. What is there to say? I wouldn't I, say blasted. I, I, I understand. I wouldn't say bla- blasted is a strong word. Cheesy pizza. Yeah. Fuck off. That wasn't cheesy. Yeah. We could take blasted out of the... See, when they do the, things... The, the chip lexicon. They do things pizza flavored. They spice yeah. them. Pizza is not spicy. Pepperoni pizza is spicy. Was this meant to be pepperoni pizza? Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, it's so you pizza. you taste it and you go, "What is pizza about it?" It should just be cheese and tomato, just the dried tomato and cheese. That should be it. But what? It tastes a little bit like pizza, or am I just looking at a piece of pizza on the front of this container and I'm I don't like, think "It does." I taste pizza because it I'm has too at much it. like like the paprika and the garlic and shit. It has like maybe that's none why. of that stuff. You know what it is? Pizza? You know what the pizza flavor is? It no, but it okay. So like when you make it, oh, not 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 when I do it. But when you make like a tomato sauce for a pizza, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you, okay. a lot of times you taste dried oregano, dried you onion. taste you dried onion, you taste garlic powder, garlic powder. I like garlic powder. I don't okay. mind it. It can be okay. That's what you're tasting. It tomato sauce blasted goldfish <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> no, it that's kind of what it is. Uh, gross. I will be happy to never have another one of those. <laughs> I don't like again. that. James, our real food that we're discussing this week is ungross carousel. I I went twice in a week. We went. Carousel's good. And then I went back. Yeah. And it is, I describe it mm-hmm. as Lebanese food. 
Yeah. I know that it exists in Little Armenian. I've heard some people say it's Armenian food. And I'm like, I don't understand that. I wish somebody could explain I that to me. I think similar populations lived in Lebanon and, and Armenia. I think so. Okay. There are Lebanese Armenians. There are Armenian Armenians. I also know that you know, some people will say like, oh, it's like Middle Eastern food. And I'm like, even then, I'm like, you could probably pick apart their menu away from like Turkish. Yeah, Armenian Greek. is... I feel like it's very Lebanese to me. And I say that yeah. because, you know, when I think of Lebanese food, I, I do think of tabbouleh. Yeah. I think of, uh, you know, grape leaves, dolmas. I know that exists in, in a, you know, other countries and other cuisines. Yeah. But uh, I think of a lot of lemon, and I and, yeah. I and I think there's like a lemon. there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of lemon flavor in everything. Rose water, uh, pomegranate, yeah, uh, parsley. I well, okay. So when we went there, we had they had their kibbe, which was good. That was the um, that was my favorite. Okay, the, so that was like a, I describe it as like a Middle Eastern meatball. Yeah, you know. So it's got like With a, a crunchy exterior. Yes, bulgur wheat. Yeah. And uh, and this is something my grandma, you know, made growing up. I fucking love kibbe. It was like a Syrian population in my hometown. Uh-huh. I think everyone just learned how to cook it. Um, bulgur wheat, and then in the center is like a minced meat, like a ground beef. I mean, pine nuts, onion, and the, cr- the crust was like a. I don't know if it was crunchy, but a little bit. It had a good texture to it. It was perfect. And it's, the middle was so fucking tender, dude. I would almost call it a croquette. It's like uh, it's yeah. very close to. That's a good way of describing it. That I've had at uh, Porto's. Yeah, reminds me a lot of the, the whatever they call it, the whatever it's called at Porto's. That that little ball of meat thing is so sort good. of crunchy exterior, creamy in the middle. Yeah. Like croquette, you're getting usually like a sort of creamy potato. Right, 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 right. And this is the same thing, only like uh, creamy meat. Creamy meat. Creamy meat. <laughs> nice I mean, it was, meat. I've had a lot of kibbe, yeah. and uh, it was. I mean, that's exceptional. Yeah, I thought it was really fucking good. Great, just great seasoning and spices yeah. on almost anything at Carousel. Every, yeah, everything was so perfectly seasoned and with interesting spices that I don't often, you know, get to taste a lot. So you know, like, I like too about, about their hummus is a lot of times you get hummus and it's one note, very strong. Like, you know, this tastes a lot like. Tahini, or this one tastes a lot like lemon. Garlic. This one's too garlicky. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. perfectly balanced. Yeah. It's like I think a good hummus is that too. It's like you're getting a little bit of each of those components, oh, yeah. not too much of the one. The and, hummus uh, was was great, but yeah. um, the muhammar was. That's what Becca oh, and I shit. were. T- that's what we were talking about all night. That's right. That is a go-to for me. If I go to Carousel, I get the muhammara. Which yeah. is uh, well, was it roasted red peppers, maybe walnuts or pecans or something? I think it's walnuts, pistachio, pistachio, maybe. No, it's a it's a it's a red pepper dip. Yeah, it's and a red pepper spread. It's sweet pomegranate it, for sweetness. Pomegranate, yeah. It's it, it already like yeah, the roasted red peppers are a little sweet and like mm-hmm. it tastes a little bit like there's like tomato paste in there, but I doubt it. It's probably the pomegranate and the roasted red pepper, but smooth. That's it, yeah, dude, flavorful. Yeah, so fucking flavorful. Yeah. I love the that's one of my favorite things in LA. Yeah, is the muhammada from Carousel. Uh, I went back. I got their bubba ganoush, which was also really good. Oh yeah, different from how I make it, and it also like got me thinking about how to make it. But like like when I make it, just grill an eggplant whole. Yeah, uh, take the flesh, chop it with like garlic, onion, parsley, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's great. But theirs was like a little creamier. I think they might have put even tahini in theirs. Yeah, but uh, really good. I mean, I didn't have anything there that was bad, right? <laughs> Did we have anything that was bad? I mean, you we had no. falafel. I fucking like, yeah. I like falafels were great. I like carousel a lot. Um, I like a real green falafel. You and Becca both commented. That oh, we the talked falafel, about that. That the falafel weren't well in, overly parsleyfied. Yeah, it made me think that like, oh, good falafel doesn't have to be green on the inside. Because yeah. I've heard people say like, you want it to be green on the inside. You want those? You want those herbs? You want it to be like a fight between chickpea yeah. and parsley, right? <laughs> right. But no, I found this to be uh, really good. And then they have the imported Lebanese beers, which every time I order an imported <laughs> beer from a place, I'm like, this could be Miller Lite. I don't give a shit. I'm never yeah. like this imported beer from. I guess I don't understand beer snobbery more than anything because yeah. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. Pretty much everything is Miller Lite. Yeah. Unless it all it's kind like, of tastes around unless it's thing. an IPA or something. Yeah. But every time I've had like, like a, you know, you're oh, this is a Japanese beer. This is the Korean beer. I'm like, 
this all tastes very domestic. Tastes like Rolling Rock. Bud Light. Yeah, this tastes like soft rock playing on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like, you know what I mean? And I'm always excited about it. I'm always yeah. like, I'm getting an imported beer. It's a, what, Kieran? Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. And I'm like, it just tastes like Have you ever had uh, piss. Have you ever, ever had the one that they have at a lot of Filipino restaurants, the Sig, Sig Light, I think it's called? Oh, S-I-G? No. It tastes like Rolling Rock. Does it really? Yeah, it just tastes like beer. Rolling Rock is bad beer, right? <laughs> Rolling Rock is right on the edge of being bad. Rolling Rock, to me, I drank lots of Rolling Rock in college and got sick Okay. What do you think of... Where do you draw the line with bad beer? What's bad? What's bad? What's bad, bad but beer? barely bad? Uh, bad beer is Genesee Cream Ale, which I also drank a lot of right out I of college. I don't know what that is. Six ninety nine for a 12-pack. Okay. Uh, instant headache disgusting Beast. i drank a lot of it natty light obviously bad natural ice is <laughs> right on the edge you think so because I, I consider ice sort of tastes okay i consider high life to be bad but only kind of barely so and i say that because if you're having a high life chances are you bought a fucking shot of jameson with it yeah. and you took that shot of jamo and then you're like, I'm yeah. feeling good. And you drink your high life and you're just drinking to get drunk. I miss. Yeah. God, I miss. But shot. high life. I miss is, shot in a beer special so bad. I drank a lot of high life. I would say that that was the best super cheap beer that I ever drank. You know that that high life was marketed to uh, women. I mean, all of the classic beers were marketed to women. Interesting. Yeah. In the 40s, when all the men were gone and you know, shooting their little bullets in uh, Europe, uh, they started marketing. That's where all the light beer shit comes from. It's like they needed wives to buy yeah. beer because no one was buying beer. So they were like, oh, women like light and diet stuff. Yeah. So that's where Miller Light and all of the beers that we are just used to drinking, Coors Light, all the domestics are literally domestic. They were aimed at domestic engineers, at housewives. Maybe that's why we like... And Champagne of Beers was designed to appeal to women. Maybe that's why we like High Lives, both cancers, both very in touch with our emotions. Ooh. Love champagne. Love champagne. I deserve champagne. I think that every time I have a high life. <laughs> I deserve I say, champagne. I say, I deserve this. I work hard. I do the dishes. Oh, God. I cook at home. I deserve... Miller High Life is just very nostalgic. I really like it. It You know, you know, what, you know what Miller High Life... Heartburn, Miller High Life like makes me think of liquor. It's liquor. a beer that makes me think of liquor. Oh, it's... Because it, it's your it's your sidecar or not your sidecar it's, it's your it's beautiful in the six pack and it weirdly is appropriate it makes the most sense in those little ponies in those little yes four ounce small, things yes six ounce things but you see it most often in the forty and I don't think there's anything sadder than a Miller High Life forty no that's weird no you know we call uh, or a uh, uh, god the funnier word the tall cans. Pounders? No. Pounders? Okay. Tall boys. People tall call them boys. tall boys. Tall boys. But another Pennsylvania. Well, that's not a 40. That's a... I know. That's, that's a, a large can. Yeah. But people say tall boys. This is one of those things I found out is like just wrong because I grew up in Pennsylvania. But people there call them pounders. Oh, yeah. And people in my home. Like, pounders. That's, that's a pounder. And I have to say... Like you pound it? I, I don't know. Or like it, it weighs really a pound fast. or you pound it because you're a man and you pound beers. Oh, I don't know. And then I would call them pounders. And I started saying that. People go, what the fuck are you talking about? The tall boy is my wife's preferred beer consumption method. She just wants a tall boy. She's like, I get it. She's like a dad coming. She's like a working class dad coming off a late shift. <laughs> yeah. She just wants her scratchers and her tall boy. She's got oh, oh god, a nice scratcher and a tall boy. I tall boy is good if it's not something that needs lime. Yeah. If it's if it needs a lime, if it's a Tecate, Modelo, something like that, something I like to have a lime with. Yeah. Tall boy of no Miller maybe no Mexican beer. I always want in a glass bottle. I don't. I don't even like Tecate in oh, the can. I like. I get, give me a can of Tecate. Let me get a little lime. Squeeze it in there. Shove the lime I mean, in there. It's nice to do the it. the hot sauce and the tahini and, and the lime juice. I get it. But I I don't like the something about the flavor profile of Mexican beers. I don't like adding metal to that because they already have to me a coppery kind of taste. Really? Yeah, and I'd like it better in the glass bottle. Huh. Does that make any sense? Uh, Some beer has a does. more metallic and coppery taste, like in the taste. Well, I was going to say content. it makes sense if you're tasting metal a lot, which it appears to be that you are. That's what I am. I mean, that's it. Or, or the flavors that I'm tasting yeah. I don't don't bounce well off of the aluminum. There are some beers that work with aluminum. Like I, you might be right 
I think I often drink to get drunk, and so these aren't. I'm you not, don't even give. I'm, a not, shit. I'm not like. It tastes like metal. I'm like, I don't care. I like the t- <laughs> like, I like I'm the just, flavor of beer, and I can't right. drink that much beer. I get really sick, so I do. I I have to like the taste of it. Carousel, carousel, put some fucking high life on your menu. Can you? Would it kill you? Can you put a high life? God, there was a, a, one of my favorite restaurants back in Pittsburgh, Route 174. I think the chef like retired. He was an amazing chef. I thought he was great. Uh, one of my favorite things he does special might have been Beast or Natty. Natty, some really shitty beer mm-hmm. he would sell in a place that is like a fine dining restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I consider that level of good. Yeah. He would sell for like a dollar. Oh, He's wow. He's like, you can buy a can of beer <laughs> and, and enjoy this, you know, tuna bloodline bolognese. Whoa. Which was an amazing dish. Oh, bloodline? He the was the bloodline? only person that I saw do this. What? It's a little wild, but he would take the tuna. They would throw away the bloodline. Yeah. You know, you have to pull out the bloodline from like a piece of tuna when like you butcher yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would take it, freeze it, and then burr mix it into like a uh, like a like a bolognese sauce, and it Weird. gave it. I don't know if it was like a meat bolognese or maybe it was a fish bolognese. I'm not really sure, but he would burr mix the bloodline. Was it like into it? it funky just, somehow. It gave it like a subtle tart tuna flavor, not tart. Uh, like tuna. like okay, so talking about things that taste like metal. Yeah, blood. It's a little metallic. Yeah, it is. It's a little metallic tasting. But fish blood's got to be a little <clears throat> bit different of a taste from a mammal blood. I remember I had it. It was a very heavy dish. And it. I just remember thinking, this tastes like tuna. Huh. This tastes like tuna. Huh. But it was. It was a, he did a tuna bloodline bolognese, and he served a dollar, I believe, beast beers. <laughs> and uh, I, I loved this guy so much. Interesting. But the restaurant's gone. And Interesting. I think, I think he might work. He got to get, uh, what's his name? Keith. Keith something. Uh, oh my, I can't remember his name. Keith something, and I think he works for Google now. But man's great. Another restaurant down the tubes. Carousel. Loved it. Put high life in your. Oh yeah, when are you going back? Uh, a couple weeks, I bet. I went twice in a week. Becca immediately. You could get said, takeout. Yeah. Becca immediately said, "My dad's gonna love this." That's right. That's true. And we. She wanted to take her. So parents we're there. gonna we're gonna take her parents <clears throat> with us when they. You know what? They're coming in June. We're gonna take them in June. That's great. And Becca and I will probably go back before that. I I mean, my go back was like two days. I went back in two days to try more of the menu. Yeah. I think this is a I think this is a once a month rotation scenario. Yeah. Or maybe even every two weeks. I, I would just get their muhammada yeah. just to eat at home. Oh yeah. Which is, is worth it. Because because there's no I mean, such a big difference in buying that like processed from like Trader Joe's versus like that. Yeah. That tasted crazy. First of all, you're not getting that at a grocery store, I don't think. You're not getting Trader Muhammad. Joe's has a shitty Muhammad. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Oh, God. Yeah, God bless no. them. Is it Sabra? No, no. No, it's, it's, it's Trader Joe's brand. It's Trader, you know, whatever <laughs> racially right. sort of ignorant thing they named it. <laughs> God. Go to Carousel. James, our special topic of the day. You said you saw this movie. I just want to talk about it briefly. Yeah, sure. I watched Julia and Julie. Yes. Last week. Julie and Julia? Julie and Julia. Is that what it is? Yes. Oh, you're right. Jul- Julie and Julia. I Starring thought- Julie Cruz and Raul Julia. I thought-, <laughs> I thought for sure Julia Child would come first. She does. In the, in in the, the film... This is a movie. This is a classic case of you wanted to make two different movies, and one movie sucks, and one movie's pretty good. Frustrated with a soul-killing job, New Yorker Julie Powell, played by Amy Adams, embarks on a daring project. She vows to prepare all 524 recipes in Julia Child's landmark cookbook. Mastering the art of French cooking, intertwined with Julie's story, is the true tale of how Julia Child... <laughs> what? Yeah, so they... Real tale of Julia Child? <laughs> oh, I just woke up. <laughs> I want to hear about that. So we can agree, and I feel like everyone, I've, everyone who's seen the movie has said this, that the movie would have been much better if it was only... Just Meryl Streep doing Julia Child. And that would have been enough. And Stanley Tucci's a spy, or whatever. whatever That's a movie thing. you want to see today. That's what I want to watch. Yeah. yeah. And Jane Lynch is her sister? Are you kidding me? It was Laura great. Ephron? She was great. She I was great. I would love to watch it. All that was great, and then and this is a real story. This is this is a real, okay, but no, like no, 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 I no, like no. Johnny Cash. I'm, I don't want to watch Walk the Line and then 
cut intercut here's a 30 year old dude with a big fat gut living at his mom's house and he's listening to all of johnny cash's albums and learning the tabs on his guitar i i am in full agreement with you does this guy have a weird girlfriend what's his boring ass life like it was boring and she was not like even sympathetic really amy adams is my that's my waifu that's my girl yeah and this is it's bad. This is such a disappointing Amy Adams. There was a line early on where she was like, you know, her, because she has, for the men in that movie, so supportive. <laughs> Stanley Tucci and Chris Messina are just like, yeah, yeah babe, like whatever you want to do. This is yeah. like talented, you know. Yeah. But like Amy Adams is like, she doesn't know what she wants to do. She's in a soul killing job. And yeah. uh, Chris Messina is like, maybe you should start like a food blog. And she said something like, me? I can't start a blog. <laughs> it's yeah. like, sort of that like, uh, look, at, I'm a mess. A movie. How that, am I going to start a blog? <laughs> a movie that aged like yeah. milk. They were yeah. already telling this story a good five or six years after blogs were like done or something. It was sure. It was, this was a, it was a like it Tumblr. It was a Tumblr. Was it? I think it was before Tumblr. I think this I think was you're a right. Oh, oh, this is like 2002. This is like an 02 or 03. They yeah. put her in a bad haircut. Sis, <laughs> they put you in a bad early aughts haircut. And she she became pretty well known from it. Like she, so. she she got like a deal or something. And then and then the, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, God, snooze fest on one end. And the other part of it is like, I would watch a biopic about Julia Child. Yeah. And then the two kind of intertwine. And she gets a phone call. She's like blowing up. You can actually see it go to her head. I'm yeah. like, I know she's not trying to play it this way. Yeah. But she's loving the attention she's getting uh. from this blog. And then she gets a message on her machine that's like basically, Julia Child hates it. And I'm like, you put that in the movie? I was so surprised. And then that's how she felt about it in real life. She didn't like it. Imagine making something. Yeah. You're like, I'm discovering cooking through you. I think you're wonderful. Here's my blog about it. And then the person is just like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Gut punch. <laughs> Gut punch. And they, I'm like, the movie would be interesting if it was kind of about that. Yeah. Sort of like your hero kind of rejecting you. Yeah. But they kind of throw it in at the end. And then the end of the movie is just Amy Adams being like, well, I still love Julia Child. And I'm like, no, you didn't really respect her. <laughs> wishes at all or what she was trying to do or like it was very confusing i thought it was also just like a what a horrible thing to put in the movie you didn't have to put that in there yeah. the, the julia child hated her it's hollywood you get to change the story when you make a hundred percent i thought for sure they would have interesting but they didn't i thought that was really weird it's like a movie that's not even like totally sure of itself it's definitely no it's, it's Nora but Efron, it did a lot right? it, it's nor efron and it's, a, it's maybe her last the bottom yeah it's the bottom of the nor efron it is a pile for sure, but it's God. It's one of those movies you watch where you go, "You were so close to having it right." Yeah, it's a Stanley Tucci joint. You're like, yeah. "Great!" Yeah, he's eating food. Amazing. Yeah, Meryl Streep plays Julia Child. Great. Also, did you think at all that? Because at first I was like, "Okay, this is a good impression of Julia Child." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But did you watch her at all and be like, "Oh, this is like Robin Williams doing Mrs. Doubtfire a little bit"? <laughs> It's Did you little, watch it and go? I think it's a little Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> but I think Mrs. Doubtfire is a little Julia Child. Is that's the, exactly is, is what that's, you that's what I that's what I that's what I. Yeah. But I was watching it kind of like, have I seen this oh, movie yeah. before? This is. I this think is, she's late for the meeting with <laughs> Pierce Brosnan and I that think, other guy. Is it, uh, her boobs on fire at some point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harvey Firestein's in this. Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as food movie goes, you know, High Potential. Yeah, was not good. I. I once again, I love the Julia stuff. She is fun to watch. There should be some more chef stories, like people we know about. We we should see some more of these biopic movies. Someone's gonna play Bourdain at some point. Bourdain. Oh, well, he did. Uh, fucking um. Wait, who? Bradley Cooper had a that was not exactly a Bourdain, whiff though. of oh he the did Bourdain book he. Did burnt, way back when burnt kitchen cup. No. It was called the movie was called like burnt and it was based on Kitchen Confidential. There was a show way back when about Bourdain. Someone played him. I think and I think Bradley Cooper played was it him. Bradley Cooper. Um, I was. I'm thinking of a movie. Yep. Maybe it was a show. Yep. It was a. Sh- it was a TV sit- show. Sit- it wasn't a movie. Sitcom. Kitchen. Co- it was called the Kitchen Confidential. It was 2005. Uh-huh. And Chef Jack Bourdain. 
Jack. Is what they called him. Oh, they needed the show a sexier name. The show them. was the show was pretty and bad. Anthony. Yeah, the show was the show was bad. I remember seeing this now. So yeah, I guess that's the, Who the played second him? Bradley Cooper. This is in 2005. So was so he burnt, would, he did burnt was separate. Burnt, was burnt based on I guess burnt wasn't based on and I'm getting Bradley Cooper movies confused. These are so these move this is all 10 years apart. Yeah. So burnt is 2015. So it's a movie. So my man my man Bradley Cooper is just trying to play chefs and shit. Yes. He's got a face for uh, lightly sweating over a <laughs> over a saute pan. Yeah, the poster for Burnt. He is posing like Bourdain too. Oh yeah. If you're pose, if you're posing as a chef, yeah. Chances are you've got some tattoos on your arms, <sighs> and you want to show those puppies off, and you want to pose. <sighs> you want to pose kind of like this, like one hand yeah. over the other, arms crossed. And t- Anthony Bourdain just created a created a real monster. <laughs> we got a mess on our hands. We got a mess on our hands. But I feel like a lot of that stuff's dying. I think I think so. you're seeing yeah. less. Yeah, I think you're seeing less television about abusive chefs because we I, mo- yeah. we realize it's not that cool. I also think <laughs> you know? that I think uh, he. What I mean by he created a monster is I think he was like a good dude who wanted yeah. to make room for other cultures and other kinds of people, and he somehow gave birth to like a new toxic masculinity chef. That was like, yeah. chefs are badass dudes yeah. who fuck around on people and scream. Yeah. Like Anthony Bourdain's like, oh, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm just, I've had a rough life and I'm very sad. I feel like it didn't last that long. Just because I'm smoking a cigarette doesn't mean I torture everyone around That's me. That's true. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that, I don't know, all this stuff's getting written about now too. It's like, there's no room for it. I think this is also why you yeah. see... David Chang kind of come out with a memoir. Oh yeah, about his anger issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's really like get ahead of it a little bit. Sure, sort of like acknowledge it. Well, that's in good. A way. I mean, it is good. To do. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think, fess up uh, to your shit. That's good. I think, uh, but I think, I think it's, at some point, you would think there would be something in development right now, mm. something about boarding. Yeah. That's not this. That's not him sure. working as, you know, something about his life. Who could possibly play Anthony Bourdain? I, here's has, the thing. Nobody looks like who's him. Has, yeah. Nobody looks like him. You're not going to get... you, Keith Richards? <laughs> <laughs> like, what Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides Extra yeah. could you rope into playing Anthony Will Bourdain? Will there not be a movie about Bourdain because nobody could pull off, like, the look? You're gonna need fucking Jim Henson to come in there and design. <laughs> Why, Jim? There's a lot of wrinkles. Yeah, one of the old, one of the, of, one of the old men from. <laughs> he's got a very like long skull. You know, it's a very interesting looking man. He's almost got like a. But I think universally handsome. He is handsome, but it's a rugged, like rugged. It's a craggy yeah. handsomeness. <laughs> sure. It's like trying yeah. to find somebody to play Tommy Lee Jones. It's like a really cast. <laughs> Josh Brolin to play young Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones has looked like that since that's true. 1975. That's true. You know what? You need to watch. This is movie homework for you. Okay. Watch Big Night. Big Night. Talked about it before. I want to. Watch Big Night. It's got Tony Shalhoub. It's got Dang. Stanley Tucci. You see Dang. Stanley Tucci in a food film. You're thinking greatness. Can you can you think of a Guy Fieri uh, rhyme with Stanley Tucci? Stanley Tucci. Uh, Stanley Tucci ate here. I'm 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 working over my stove. Oh yeah, was, and your Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah. and then he says Stanley that, Tucci loved this. Stanley Tucci says something, and then he goes Stanley Tucci or something. <laughs> you know, he's like this guy's too much. That's what I got, but I, I got nothing else. Maybe something like that. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, more like Stanley. No, he says a rhyme. <laughs> yeah, something about an Uchi Coochie. Uchi Uchi Coochie. I would dip Tucci. into Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee. <laughs> yeah. What else is like a Uchi? What's like a Gucci, Gucci, are we Gucci Tucci? <laughs> there we go. The laugh. You sold it with the laugh. You gotta, you gotta do the laugh. He does the laugh. Uh, James, where can people find you? You got anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, you can uh, listen to my other podcast. What things are what things? Uh, turn this podcast off immediately and listen to my podcast. Cut Danny out of my life. I'm cutting toxic people out of my life in 2021. <laughs> um. And uh, you can find me at Shrimp J-A-J. So you can listen to the podcast, What Things Are What Things, uh, or at Shrimp J-A-J on Twitter and Instagram, releasing 
dumb little comedy skits and videos uh, that you can like and ignore just to inflate my ego. Yeah. Makes me feel good. Yeah, ignoring you inflates your, inflates your ego oh, just, I, just the same. Just to see the like, Danny Palumbo liked this, and I run in, honey, Danny <laughs> liked it. You and run- then <laughs> the next thought I immediately have is, I told him not to watch it and just hit like on my things. Now he never watches my videos. You run into the kitchen every time someone likes your video. Honey. 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 Look. Chubby Chasers 37 like my video. My name is Danny Palumbo. You can uh, find me on Instagram at Palumbros. I sell pasta out of my apartment every Sunday in Los Angeles in Tide Town, baby. Mm-hmm. I post all that stuff onto Instagram. I write for the takeout. Mm-hmm. I do stand up. You can catch me around town. And I hope to hear from you. Write me. Tell me I'm a bad writer. Tell me my food is shit. <laughs> Tell me, you know, whatever you want. I'm open to opinions. Come fight us, Garth Brooks. Come fight me, Garth. <laughs> I'm going to keep on this Garth Brooks thing. I'm never going to forget this Garth Brooks Tortellini thing. and your breakfast oh, bowl. Oh, Jesus. For sure. Torta- We're going to talk about it every episode of the show. Yeah, I can't it. forget it. I would like to get a word with Trisha. We'll get her on the We'll get her on the pod. All right. Net worth $1,400 million? No, $400 million? I think I saw that was her net worth. Wow. She got time. I was like, yeah, what does she have? Damn. Hey, that has been the Macaroni Zone. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.